Are you guys ready? Back to the Love Lab for another Perverted Podcast show! Woo! <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> the following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four! Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion. Recording live once again back in the Love Lab. <laughs> the Threshold Love Lab, God I'm damn sorry, it. Sorry, the Threshold Love Lab. <laughs> sorry. In front of our studio audience. Yes, of, they are. And they're of, very kinky. Hello, perverts. Hi. Hello. I'm Kathy. JJ. Uh, over there we have. I'm Unger. And Usually. I am Count Boogie, and here we are, show 191. Yay! One ninety-one. Wow! Back in the love lab. Here we are. Surprise, surprise. All right, Kathy. So we have a lot of stuff to get to in the show. So yes. I figured because last week, of course, the entire show wound up being about the threshold situation and whatever, and we have some uh, potentially very positive updates. But we are not going to spend the entire show. Uh, we had a lot of new people that had to literally suffer through our show to get information about what's going on with Threshold. Ugh. So we're not going to do that, but we are going to keep suffered. we are going to keep ourselves updated because there's some good stuff coming up and we'll just do like a real quick thing. So of it's course it's going to be that quick, okay? Of course it's going to be pretty quick. Okay. So I had to make a jingle. Threshold, threshold, threshold. We will rise again from the ashes. But right now it kind of sucks. <laughs> I wanted something big. I wanted something powerful. It's Some, very Queen Flash Gordon. Yeah. Yeah, it was Flash Gordon. Very. It was. That was very, Flash. Very, very yeah. Flash Gordon. Yes, that was literally when I was a kid. My favorite Queen song for so long. It is a cool Queen song. So uh, yeah. So um, so right. I'll just give the kids a quick update. Um, there's, and I'll just say it as it is. The building and safety inspection for the threshold facility is on February 5th. Correct. So, um, who's going to be here for that? Is that you? Uh, not me. Oh. <laughs> I will not be here. Okay. Um, I will be. Here. I am tapping out of uh, <laughs> of the official uh, things. Boogie will be out of the back, building. Going back to the janitor uh, janitor stable, and so the the current thing is is the building owner uh, has come forth without giving too much information, and said not only are they going to fight the zoning issue, which they are very confident because they own a lot of other properties, and they can work us whatever we need to work and able to be in this location, but they have said that they are willing to pay for the modifications needed and pay for the permits that we didn't have and thought we had and didn't have. So they have offered, they have already started spending um, money, getting signs and, and things, exit signs and some of the things that we needed um, are starting in place. So that is, so we're in a holding pattern. What was amazing was after the show and, uh, I don't know, someone put my fucking number <laughs> out there. Who I got, posted your number? I don't know. I think that somebody, they gave out, like, it was supposed to be for certain people and they said, call Boogie if you want to help. So literally like 8,000 calls. I'm like, who are you? I don't know these people. But anyway, the good news about that is most of these calls, people are ready. They are ready to help. They are ready to uh, foster equipment. They've made space in their garages. They have storage spaces. They are ready to come down and do whatever it, it takes to make sure that um, 
that the machine moves forward. And that has been very exciting. So it's very exciting to be able to tell everyone, hey, right now we're in a holding pattern. We have to wait. The real, the real test is this inspection that comes in February 5th. Because right. that inspector is from the city, and they are going to, hopefully they're in a really lazy mood, and they don't want to, you know, they don't want our balls in a basket or whatever, um, and they just want to see, okay, these are the things you need to change, go ahead and do it. And if it is not, obviously, if it's within that range, then the building owner has said they will pay it. Right. So if, it, if it's within a certain if it's, range. I'm sure there's a certain point where if they're like, tear down the building and start again, you suck. Be a no. Then, then it'll be pretty much. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Fuck, fuck, so uh, I just I don't want I just, to fuck us. In I don't want to be fucked in our virgin butts either, because believe me, the stomach problems I'm having today, I... it feels like it. Um, too much information. I understand. Yeah, I may have to pause the show. Um, <laughs> oh no, no, we're going on without you. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. So anyway, so that's very exciting. But that is um, that's what. Do you have a question? No, I just uh, it's I'm. Cautiously optimistic, as and everybody who's listening should be cautiously optimistic, well, you, because a lot of it is depending on so many different factors that are out of our control. Right. So it depends on what the building inspector is going to say. Uh, we are not uh, trying to uh, skirt around any issues. No. Threshold absolutely wants this place to be safe, and if it's within our our capabilities, we will do it. And if if that works, great. And if it doesn't, I love hearing what you said, that everybody is mobilized and ready to do what needs to be done. I absolutely agree. So let's get back to our... Potato mayhem. If there's not blood, it's not good enough. What? That's new. What? <laughs> That's a Mew are... quote, actually. <laughs> is that... Mew, is that true? Mew, is it not true, Mew? Okay. <laughs> Potato mayhem. If there's not blood, it's not good anal. Oh she God. says it. That's what she says. We uh, we put it to the test today. God damn it. We've never had a potato mayhem. Jingle. I just, just uh, I, I am fiend. I am not messing around. As long as I have a place, <laughs> which I don't know how long that's going to be, but as long as I have a place, I'm going to try to work as much magic as I can. And, uh, and I'm going to try to be on my game. I'm really just, you know, this whole thing. Uh, with the club and everything, took us off for a loop and put us off. But we're handling it. Whatever. No matter what, we will rise again. We're going to keep going. Everyone keep looking for places. None of that has stopped. Uh, so now it's time to, once again, get back to the focus on the show. Right. And Because uh, we have a lot of people out there that rely on us, and, and we want to make sure that we can just fucking rock and roll uh, you know, for I the entire world. That we had more stuff on, on the Threshold Update. That was it? That's pretty well. Oh, okay. I mean, there's. I mean, we'll have more every week, but I just right. don't want to drag on. I wanted to do 20 minutes on on it last week, and it turned out it had to be the whole show. There it was absolutely so much. Had to be. So we yeah. gave that, to, and a lot of people, a lot of people that don't listen to us actually tuned in, suffered through the show, got the information. Don't know if they'll be back this week. But I wanted to talk about that really quickly. What? How? What? How? Membership? Oh, well, anybody who's listening, if you're listening for a threshold update and you're a member. Okay, and you're wondering. Yeah, it's just, very quick. Okay, just okay. give that. Uh, if you are a member of Threshold and you're wondering how that's going to work, uh, the board has approved that as of dis- uh, January 15th, all memberships are going into a suspend point status, like a floating suspended frozen, animation, yeah. frozen exactly. Buck and Rogers, you know, ready Futurama. To ex- 
Boogie, you hit the nail. Futurama, the everyone, all threshold members have now become Fry. Ugh, Philip J. Fry, you're going into you're suspended about. animation. You're going to come out. There's going to be a big tittied, one eyed chick with purple hair waiting for you. Sure, hope not. It's not a thousand years. <laughs> what? Wait, wait a minute. What? Hopefully, it's more like when Leela got stuck in it for like a minute, not Fry for a thousand years. I would love to be frozen for a thousand years. Oh my God. As long as I, I could just say goodbye and I don't have some Jurassic Bark shit going on. Back at home, you saw that episode, I right? The one that made everyone die. A little okay. Anyway, go on. Okay, so membership frozen. Yes, do not concern yourself with that, um, I, because I've had quite a few people email me and wanting to know, and one person in particular. So I just joined. Can I have my money back? <laughs> Like, I get no, it. Sucker. You just went through our orientation and we closed the door. You suffered the thing. So, okay, so yeah. it's frozen. So, basically, yeah. as if soon as either when Threshold opens up again here or somewhere else, it starts again and, and you will and just, you yeah, that. you're not going to lose anything. All right, it sounds good. good. Yeah. I'm not going to play the Potato Mayhem jingle again. We want to But I am going to talk. I am going to talk about Jesus Christ. Potato Mayhem. <laughs> if there's not blood, it's not good enough. <laughs> that's you, me. That's I blame you for this. This is the me. She's and got the, a huge smile on her this face. This is the me. That, who loves you, pumpkin? Huh? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Use lube. So, What's so, wrong with lube? <laughs> it it it's wonderful. Lube is wonderful unless somebody likes painful anal, and that's what they're massacring. What prison? Prison anal? No. <laughs> I mean, if that's, that's your jam, you know, that's, it's your jam. <laughs> is that the is that the is that sound the of prison anal? No, that was. You I know, don't. You got to work up the lung butter to spit on your cock oh before you stick it in there. Oh my god, lung Man, butter! That is some. Wow. JJ, yeah. uh, I just want you to know that that was pretty low class. <laughs> oh, oh, and oh, right. Oh. I'm perverted podcast. I'm like, okay. I got to go outside to fart gas. <laughs> That's going to kill. Like, I went outside to fart, and a stray dog ran up to me and gave me a card to its vet. That's how bad it was. Uh, that's a bad joke. Is that man. bad? That's I just wrote that in the bathroom. So yeah, while you were. You know, Bunny got a, a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Al's but here. I know. I got the text you meant for her. Al's, oh, that's right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it was all like. You still haven't learned how to use <laughs> Shut up. I can download light. So, yes, so, Bunny, we went last week, what was it, like Thursday or something, and we went to Al's, Al's uh, mom's shop, and where Al's now also interning uh, as a, um, if I get any of this wrong, you just go to this mic and, oh, and tell me, okay, yeah. So, um, and it was great, she picked out this, you know, really cool little tattoo, and that has a meaning, you know, about the roads in her life being all crazy, and then it just leads to a straight path. It was beautiful. Al did an amazing job. Everyone was completely stoked. You are totally, your lines were great. It's You really are coming along. It's very, very exciting. Nice. It's very exciting. I'm just coming up here to say thank you. <laughs> it's, it's very good. I mean, I would love to get, once you get to that level to where you can actually not, because you, you're under... Dang, I'm trying to so right now you're kind of like under your mom's apprenticeship kind of thing. Like she's watching you or... I'm still apprenticing under her, but there's a lot of stuff I can do without her watching now. Okay. So I'm like getting closer to being at the end of my apprenticeship. That is great. Because what would be cool, and we've talked about this, is, uh, you know, once we get the club back, <laughs> to like actually have you do like a residency 
uh, at the club, like on one party a month, and come in and do like little twenty dollar BDSM style tattoos. Yeah, which like, would be li- super cool. <laughs> yeah, like little. So you're not going to get the big giant tattoos. Obviously, they can go to your shop for that. Yeah. Um, but just like little things, like the little BDSM logo symbol, you know, or like or little the, cat the paws. The Zam logo. Yeah, well, yeah, duh. You can do. <laughs> You know, just anything that that Al can do in like twenty, thirty minutes. Something that's. Well, I was like, gonna nice. make like like I already actually started sheet. working on a flash sheet before all of this happened, and now I'm kind of just waiting. But yeah. so you should huh. still do it. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm still, I'm still. I, I mean, I'm probably gonna finish it at some point. Just for now, I'm not as rushed sure. about finishing it. Oh, well, because <laughs> what, we are you doubting? Are you doubting? No, not at all. But anyway, it'll be great. And and once we get all up and running again, that uh, and That's I would cool. lo- I would definitely love to have you come on the show and tattoo. That was fun. I, I still love that idea. <laughs> I did that on K Rock. See this big giant one when I was a DJ on K Rock. I actually had my buddy Bob Raft came in and started carving on me on the air, and it was all cool and you know in the background. I'm like blah 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 blah. Yeah, it was cool. So you should I just, have a perverted podcast. Tattoo. I really should just like write on. Uh, over my nipple? chest, like right in the center of my chest, just I'd say PP. Just no, no. logo, no nothing, no. just PP. Yes, can I please do that? Oh just my God. want that right <laughs> yes, in my chest. Please. What about the side of my face? If face. you really want to, I'll face. do it. <laughs> right on your head, on your bald head. You're do all, it! You know, my job isn't to be a psychologist. If you want it and you're willing to pay for <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, wherever you want it, I'll put that's it. That's great. Can I get, uh, you know, mom over my butt? Sure. It's just two M's on each cheek. I'll do it. <laughs> I bet you will. That'll be <laughs> creepy. Go sit down. So anyway, so we get the tattoo, and it was amazing, and it was a great experience, and we all had a lot of fun, and then we came home, and then, of course, because she defiled her skin, she had to be purified. Mm-hmm. You know, role play. So we had to do a role play, and it was kind of like, well, she had to leave, but before she had to leave, she had to be purified, and we do a lot of role play, right? So we got into this whole thing, and it's of course, it gets all blasphemous and religious, and Mew is usually like, I'm not that interested you know, in role play. Um, and she's off in the corner playing she's a game on the phone. Playing <laughs> game. She's oh, I'm just going to wait my turn over here. Okay, <laughs> it's good. Uh, but she was starting to get into it because it got really cool. So I wanted to up my game, right? So, you know, I'm doing this and I'm like, well, I want to make it, you know, it was all pure and sin. And, you know, she was coming in and I was the priest purifying her and it was really hot and dirty. And I start fucking her while I'm purifying her. And so I'm like, well, I, I don't know really a lot of like Latin and Spanish, but I know a little of both. And the only Latin that I know is when I like 1992, when I was in college, I sang Ave Verum by by Mozart. So I kind of remember pieces of that because it's like Ave Verum Corpus Natum de Maria Virgine Vere Passum Immolatum in Cruce Pro Homine. So it's like you know, and it sounds real cool. So I start doing that and I start mixing it in with some Spanish, like Oh Padre Ayúdame, you know, like just hoping, like thinking I'm the fucking king, Kathy. Why do you like, do that? I'm the king, you? and it was hot. And even Mew was like pulled off her jammies and said, Okay, this is kind of hot. And so I'm. <laughs> Like, I'm the fucking king, Kathy. I'm the king busting out my fucking Latin-ish gibberish. Thank you, fucking Mozart from 300 fucking years ago. I am the king. Everyone's like, oh, that was so hot. I'm feeling good. Feeling good. Until I talked to Bunny last night. And she told you what she said. And she said, 
I'm not saying I, I, I it, it didn't take me out of my headspace, but you know I'm a singer, right? And and I've sang Ave Verum about 700 times and almost started giggling that you didn't even know the words and you just <laughs> saying random shit. And my crown of cool was ripped off my head. Oh, boogie. Now I got to go. Now I can, and I was like, I was so excited because I'm like, oh, I can use this all the time. I can now use this. I got a thing, you know, because they don't know. So you can just keep saying the same junky fucking Mozart song and get now I have to actually go learn more Latin. I'm telling you, man, you want to be a pervert, kids? You got to up your game. Learn Latin. You just got to learn more Latin. <laughs> you just got to up your game. You just, you're always at some point. Someone's always going to bust your ass. <laughs> take your fucking creative crown. Sad. That's your fault for fucking a college student. <laughs> Why do I like smart chicks? In my mind, I'm like, get dumb chicks. Get chicks as dumb as me. It'll be great. No, boogie. but no, I got to be like, oh, you got to go for the smart. I ones. like the smart. Well, I just, <sighs> God damn it! It's so funny. What are the times there? Oh wait, no. What's? Oh, I don't even want to talk about that. Okay, I kind of want to. Cause okay, well, I'll talk about one thing, and then we're gonna get into some shit. You see that stack of boxes right there, Kathy? I do. Those I've are, been eyeing them for a long time, wondering what you could do with them. Six six boxes filled with my failed dreams of musicianship. Six hundred CDs, two different albums that I spent about thirty grand on, both combined. And wow. it's like they just sit there, and they've been there since, like, 2004. Yep. And I'm pretty sure CDs aren't even used anymore. And Yes, uh, so as a coaster. That's pretty yeah. much, like, I would love, oh, my God. If <laughs> do you I, know how many craps there are on YouTube that you can do stuff with CDs? If I, I, that's what I'm kind of trying Pinterest. Like, what can, oh, like, yes. but I'm not going to actually do it. Like, I can, I, I wanted to send them to the, I did send, like, a 800 to the military once. They never made them there. I'm positive. It was like through an Elks Lodge or something, and they're like, oh, bring CDs. And I brought 600, and like they just, I think they just went in the trash. And so I'm like, okay, you well, there was know. a couple some, thousand some dollars. Soldiers somewhere is yeah, getting it. Yeah, yeah, you would have heard. You know, <laughs> after a thousand, at least one person, you know, just nothing to do in fucking a desert in Afghanistan <laughs> would listen to it and be like, okay, well, it's something. They would. But no, yeah, just there. So there was nothing. So I'm like, I got to let go. Because I, if I have to leave, then oh, see, you got to tape down that. Mic I got to tape down the the mic stand that I now have. We switched mic stands. <laughs> I, I gave you, you the good one. You're so nice. So I'm just kind of like I just I just wanted to announce. <laughs> I just there goes Mew with the just, duct tape. Thank you, Mew. Thank Mew's coming with the duct tape. Mew to the rescue. So I just wanted to say it on the show so people could feel pathetic for me or something. But and then I'll throw them in the goddamn trash, and, and that'll be... The, I'm going to keep a hundred of them, you know, because people every now and again do want to hear right. my crap. And they were good albums. These were the two albums I actually enjoyed making. I hired some real musicians, and they came out real good. But, yeah, that's just... you got At some point, you just got to let go. That's true. But if anybody listening wants something, send us a self-addressed stamped envelope, and we will make it You know, it Kathy, you. that's, like, going to be one person. So, one person. They're going to send one, and then I'm going to keep 600 fucking CDs no, to wait for that magical oh, one person. calm down. No, they're going in the goddamn trash. Because we could use them for a fundraiser. Fundraiser. Fucking what funds? Who's going to buy them? I'll pay you three bucks for one. <laughs> <laughs> Dell will pay Ta-da! you three bucks. 
<laughs> I'll just give it to you and then go. <laughs> See, that's I not. CD drive in my I, car. The only place I have a CD drive. I will give you. I will give you as many as you want. I would love for people to use them for skeet shooting, scare squirrels and trees, because you know the light the, reflects the and, reflection. Yeah. yeah, the reflection. Like I just really like someone just melted into a giant. I made a spanking paddle out of a stack of them. You know, I really tried, but it's time. Got, JJ's right. You got to go on Pinterest. It's, you would not believe the amount of things you can do with CDs. I'm sure. And but then I'm, you I'm, can sell that for fundraising. I'm not going to. I'm not. I got to get rid of like I have boxes of toys shit. And anyway. Yeah. Hunger. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Threshold. Nope. That's wrong. Hunger, <laughs> hunger, hunger. What is the this crotch. about a new job? What is Hunger's new job? Hunger, I, what is what? What's going on here? I don't have a new job. I told <laughs> he might. I, I mentioned to Kathy in passing that I was asked to apply at a job over the weekend. Okay, does it look good? Um, kind of. Were you some? asked by the owner or like the I was asked janitor? By the manager. Oh, okay, that's not bad. It's a good sign. And is it local? Yeah, it's just down the street. So you would be able to stay. Well, not that I, I'm g- have a place, so but I, I doubt they pay enough. For me to have it as a full-time job, and my only job. Oh, okay. So, but, but it's it just might be something in the main, in the midst. All so right. I'm gonna. I've got to write a. I'm working on writing a uh, cover letter for, specifically for them. But part of my, I can kind of twist part of my job history to kind of work for them. Them because it's partially teaching and partially being safe. And I can add something else. I just realized. Huh? A job where you teach and you have and to be safe. Be safe. What is that, Unger? <laughs> so so. Unger's going to be a preschool teacher. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's going to be like kindergarten cop It's not the 12. tumor. Not a tumor. Um, not a tumor um, at all. No, no there, there's definitely a, a high risk at this job, especially for someone who's clumsy like me. Oh, my God. To, to like, lose limbs. You're going to do gymnastics, aren't you? Uh, no. Unger the gymnastic no, teacher. No. Um, Bonsaya. So, so with Threshold being closed, I've had some extra time to do things. And I'm, I'm in an axe-throwing league now. Okay. And the the venues was the one that I was talking to the manager the other night. They want you to you, teach axe throwing. You're going to yes. throw, you're going to, okay. <laughs> yep. That's our hunger. I'm sitting here thinking, oh, he got another tech job and he's, you know, he's going to go and do some programming and manage some, no. I don't know, do some project management. No. Nope. So. He's going to drink some beer and fucking throw axes. <laughs> What's the uniform for that? Is that like Viking-esque? A black t-shirt that has the company logo Is on there a it. name tag? <laughs> Tell me there's a name there tag. Is, uh, if I wanted to wear one, I'm sure I could. <laughs> I actually... You just reminded me because for league we keep forgetting each other's names. I want to put. I want to get the hello. My name is. How <laughs> did they forget your name? No, the people that there's like twenty people in my league, and we, this, we're only do, we've only done two weeks, so no one really knows each other. Unger, I didn't know anyone else at the club, but I knew your name. Not my Unger's name, but everybody true. else. Well, that's a <laughs> that's pretty uh, well, cool opportunity there. I uh, hope you get it. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Unger shows up with an axe stuck in his head. He's <laughs> <laughs> all high. Three in my car right now. I just, uh, you know, good day at work. I, I, feel got, like an, I got an owie. <laughs> I got a boo-boo. <laughs> Don't pull it out. I, the I'd go afterwards. The doctor said it was better to not pull it out. Oh, my God. I got my tetanus. helps you deal with mental herpes. Let's put a logic condom on our brain. Now we're better protected from a king-shaming world. For your peace of mind, please know that the author of every post we talk about has specifically granted us permission to do can so. We, what? Can we make another FetLife mention? All righty. Um, 
don't out people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that, yeah, you read my mind. Oh, how? No, I thought how, we were going to talk about that in no. the Threshold Update. Oh, no. Yeah, we didn't. No, no, no. Because no, a lot of people are coming out with all their hate. They've been waiting for a chance to hate on Threshold. And maybe not even hate on Threshold. Th- hate Threshold. But, yeah, a lot threshold of people hate great. Threshold. Yeah, it is great. But, uh, you know, people are butthurt when people are butthurt. That's true. So um, somebody wanted to help. We had an issue uh, a few years ago where somebody... Quite a few years ago. It, like the, around 2.15. Uh, and, uh, and what happened was uh, somebody who was paid to handle our taxes for that year put an extension on it um, for their purposes. We don't have a lot of taxes to pay, so why not just pay it right then? So they didn't, but they put it for a residential tax extension of six months. Instead of three months, Mm -hmm. which is what it's supposed to be. So, and then went on with everything. Everything seemed fine. And then that accrued. And then three years later, we find out, hey, guess what? Uh, You got all these problems and whatever. And it was almost going to be a very big, uh, big thing. So uh, our accountant, Lizzie, who's been on the show, we talked about the show, who is fucking amazing, spent hours and hours and days and days and days fighting and getting it all figured out and whatever so we didn't have to pay all oh, the money. Oh, I remember. We, we were on and the board was, at the yeah, time. Every was, month it was this horror story of how many hours she had to spend on the phone and with so the IRS. And so she fixed it and yeah. has all the records of fixing it, but um, whatever, something didn't get filed right in the fix. It, so, was, the, it was the Secretary of State. So, so, the, so whatever. So it stayed on, on public record as having a problem still. And some fucking wingnut decided that they on would Fet be Life. on FetLife to post a link to this uh, to this information that had um, people's names on it, people's real names who serve at Threshold and addresses. And yes, so um, wow, that's that's an official outing. Uh, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I hope that person is reported to FetLife and to be kicked out. A fet life for outing people's person, whether it's a public website or whatever. The fact that you went ahead and linked to something that has people's personal information is against the terms of service of thresh of, of fet life, and it is absolutely cause for being kicked the fuck out of threshold. You don't do that to people. You do not out people's personal information in any way, shape, or form. It is not your information. You could have easily have said, "Oh, well, I heard they have." If you really want a bitch, you could say, "Oh, I heard they have some problems here, here." But when you post that link, you're a dick. Now, moving on to our fat life topic. <laughs> <laughs> Watch it's my mom <laughs> coming back from the grave. <laughs> would be fitting. All right. Uh, this is uh, one that you chose. Okay. Oh, yeah, oh, yes. All right. This is by... The why, War and Peace Post. It was. Somebody called Why Trust Tom Hanks. I do not understand that name. I've seen it before because... Why not trust Tom Hanks? Why trust Tom Hanks is the name. A lot of people follow that user. Yes, uh, which I, I don't Because I see people liking their, their posts all the time. He's a very prolific writer on FAT, and I this this name just puzzles just why? me. It's very strange. Well, then please send Kathy an email I and say, want you what to send is me an the email. thing of your name? Because she's been bitching and hemming and on about Shut it. Shut up, you. I get to bitch if I want to. All right. Like you a just chihuahua. Spend- it was a good post. What? Oh, JJ just got some stink look. You shut up. I had to listen to you for the last 20 minutes. You can spend five minutes listening to me. All right. Mr. Man. I'm listening. I want you to get a a perverted podcast uh, tattoo with a pink logo in pink right on your chest. 
Will you do that for me, Boogie? Yes. Yes, I will do that for you, Kathy. You heard that right, Al? Or nipple. I'll get, I'll get right on that. Okay. <laughs> a nipple? On his nipple? <laughs> the belly button. A belly button on my nipple so it looks like I have an <laughs> Indian and an Audi? Exactly. Oh, why <laughs> Give us something I... to look at. Come on. I don't know why I started I'll this. I'll get right on that, Kathy. Would you like a check, too? Yes. Okay, good. All How right. much would you like the check for? 50 bucks. I will write you a check for 50 bucks All and right. get a thing. Anything else? JJ, do you need anything? I already got a dollar from you. Oh, that's true. <laughs> it was a good throw. Okay, by the way. Oh Dell, anything? Uh. Too late. Sorry. Your wishes are expired. <laughs> Go on, Kathy. He wrote a post called, "Why do you, What Do You Do When Your Needs Make You Feel Insecure? When Your Needs Make You Feel Insecure. This now, this was a long, long post. When I read it, I thought, what the hell is Boogie thinking? How am I supposed yeah. to dissect this into a few sentences? It would have meant, it would have it literally, if I could, if I could suggest, there, I, there was so much good stuff there in was. the post. Yeah. Please cut it into four posts for the retards like us <laughs> that literally I was chewing. I couldn't because I got to read the post, you know, because I don't want to I don't want to start talking about someone's post and how great it was. And at the end of the post, which I didn't read, it's like, you know, like kill all white people or something. You know, it's just, you know, that it says something <laughs> fucked up. Eat babies or, you know, which would be funny. But, you know, I still I want to know. So I can say, hey, at the well, end, neither, you know. Neither you nor I know, because I didn't make it down to the bottom of the post. But I, it I had good stuff all yeah, along the way. Yeah, it was really good stuff. So I'm going to read just a little bit. He says, you can master 10 kinks and still find three new things to feel insecure about on a, any given social evening. Kink insecurity is as nuanced as kink itself. There's no one reason why people start feeling insecure. If you want to understand your feelings better, you first need to figure out where exactly your insecurities are coming from. Two perennial fears plague virtually every newcomer to the kink scene and haunt even its seasoned veterans for years and years. Now, Boogie, do you want me to read them both? You want to attack each one separately? Okay. Yeah, separately. separately. Yeah, okay. let's discuss. This is number one. The first one he said he calls the fear of missing out. In other words, you have to do everything oh. right now because you might never get this chance again. That is a fear, I guess. That I, it well, I I'm mean, not familiar with that it. That is surely, and I have seen that a lot. You yeah. see that a lot with new people because uh, yeah. that's like like the the base, you know, the basis of, of sub or top frenzy, um, where people are just like you're so excited that you've been repressed, especially people like me. I came into lifestyle at age forty, so I'm like, oh my god, I've been away from this amazingness for so long like what happens you know if i have to go back to being lame then you know so i want to get it all done now or i have to do it all now what happens if this isn't like real yeah if it's not going to last that long oh right the fear that got it that actually makes more sense right so that's real real normal uh and it and that's why you have people that are around that says hey the kinky people aren't going to go anywhere you know, take your time, pace yourself so you can enjoy each thing. Find a good partner. It, yeah, because a lot of people will try, you know, which which is fine. It, you know, however you, you, you do you. But when you come in and you try to do everything as quickly as you can, you miss over so many dynamics. You miss over so, like, okay, I did, in one night I did, you know, spanking, fire, play this, and I, you know, negotiated a master-slave relationship on night one. On night two, I tried fire, play. You know, and it's just, you <laughs> missed. I like how fire, play was night two. <laughs> night two. So you missed, you missed all the nuances of those things. Right. And of course, 
by trying all those things, and I, I don't know, I'm, I know we're trying to break this up. No, that's okay. Um, but you can get really insecure in that because the other part of trying everything new is a lot of people feel really dumb when they get here. So they want to do all the things and try to get a lot of experience so they can feel, you know, that they have enough experience to not be lame when they play. A lot of people are very insecure about how they are viewed by the top. A lot of a lot of new people are I've heard this a lot. Why do you want to play with me? You know, I don't even know what I'm doing. They they don't even give the they don't even give their partner a chance to explain to them how amazing it is to help people discover those things. Right. It's just that kind of insecurity like, "Oh, I'm not going to be good enough." Right. I uh, I can't I have the almost opposite. It's not a fear, but I have the almost op- opposite approach to things is I want to understand one thing 100% before I move on to the next thing, which actually has its own uh issues of paralysis because I I I, st- I tend to sit too long on something. Because I feel like I haven't mastered this fully 100%, so I can't move on. Um, so so perfe- perfection. Yeah, actually, that is that is ridiculously accurate for me. I don't like that about me. So you yeah. are not in this uh, category. I'm not, so I don't have a lot to say about it. I, I know um, sub-frenzy or any kind of frenzy that a lot of people get when they when they first come into the community, and that's an, an eagerness just to do it all because you're just so excited. I actually have never heard of this fear of missing out. Uh, how can something go away? How, I, why would you be afraid of missing out? I don't know. I, I, I'm going to take a wild stab at this. If you have a fear of abandonment, <laughs> like I did. <laughs> Threshold's uh, going to abandon. If, if, One day if, it's there and the if, next if it's If you have a fear of abandonment because you've had relationships that have been there one day and left, or everything looked good one day and then it went bad the next day, or you had parents that neglected you and didn't validate you as a fucking child and tormented you your whole childhood. You know, if you have any of those types of things, you're going to have a trigger towards a fear of abandonment. And so a lot of times maybe what you do is you try, like, and that was part of my eating disorder, is I was always afraid they were going to take the food, you know, and yell and scream and hit me because I ate. So I would hoard and I would try to get all the food and shove it in my face as fast as I could. And so that programming for a lot of people might play into this, I got to do it all right. now because if I get abandoned, at least I had the experience. I just realized. I said, "What kink is going to leave? We're going to leave." Yeah, actually, threshold is one day it's I was open. Over here the next, to hey, hey, I was just about to say, <laughs> <laughs> but I know as someone who's like fairly new to the community, I one of my biggest fears was actually that you know someday it might just all be gone. Like recently, threshold now suddenly just kind of disappearing for at least a while. It's like, I, I don't know, it's just some weird fear in the back of my head that someday just all of the dungeons here are going to be gone, all the kinky people. Like, if all the dungeons are gone, how am I going to find kinky people to play with? Because wow. I don't trust very easily. Because you have so. a love lab here that is still <laughs> up and running and yeah, open to ladies. Buggy, <laughs> really? What? Sorry. I was just kind of looking at you like, God, here he goes again. Yep. Bourbon on me. But this, your point is... Go ahead. I was going to say, I don't think I can ever escape that. <laughs> no, not in my, not in, no. the, not love in lab. the love lab. That's the rule. It's like the Medusa stare. <laughs> I just got to go hide in like a corner somewhere. And just where like, you why don't you go cuddle me. with Mew? Yeah, yeah, he, that's just a setup. <laughs> then that would leave it's down alone in the audience. That's how I got trapped the first time. 
<laughs> ah, it's a good game to play. No, okay, these are this is all good stuff. Yeah, thanks. This Al. is good stuff. Thank you very much. Shall we go on? Uh, yes, so let's go into the second point. The second one is fear of personal inability. The worry that if you're not masterful at doing a thing right now, you will never be good at doing that thing. <laughs> Does that see? I think I jump back before. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, okay, you talk yeah. about insecurities uh, about your skills or your ability to perform, either as a top or a bottom. I think that's very normal, and for a lot of people, yeah. I just don't know if I have it because <laughs> I'm a narcissist. Wow. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, I'm my awesome. God, I'm going to watch 20 YouTube videos, and I'm just going to go for it. And, oh, my God, look, I tapped the vein on the first time. Look, I can do this again. Um, oh, boogie. I've done it a bunch of times. I did leg the other day. That was fucking great. It works. I love fucking, I love you it now. You did what? A leg? I tapped a leg. Well, they didn't want to bleed a lot. <laughs> what? All right, so that's a very gross edit that we're just going to go ahead and, and throw in there for reasons that we'll talk about on another show. Oh, um, joy. So, uh, so basically, I don't know about the fear of missing out, and you don't know about the fear of personal inability. You and I are not well-equipped to discuss either well, I mean, one of these. I do, okay, I do. There are things that I feel, I don't know. No, I guess not. What? Yes, Dell, get own up. own it. Just, well, I'm not sure... The same level of missing out, but often I feel pressured to like. I'm an introvert. Like, if I'm not going to the party, I'm missing all this amazing play, like that I could be watching or okay. actually doing. And then on the perfectionist level, it's like maybe not in kink, just because I've stuck to the ones I'm comfortable with. But like perfectionism is like, oh, if you can't do the thing well, don't do it at all. I'm like, you're never going to get perfection or any level of competency if you don't try at the shitty end when you don't know what you're doing. I figured out what my thing is. I thank you, Del. I figured out what my thing is. Listening to Dell? Yes, listening to <laughs> Dell is good. He's got some good stuff to say. No, I, because I'm like, well, why am I not afraid of failing? Because I failed my whole fucking life, Kathy. This entire show is me talking about my failures. I talked about, and I, I can make, I think that's what's really benefited me is I'm not afraid to fail. I'm not afraid to do something stupid. I'm not afraid to have my partner, when I think I'm being totally hot and original and whatever, that she's giggling at me because I'm not that original or I'm not that masterful. Or if I make a mistake and it's not perfect, I know that my lovers are going to communicate with me and we're going to kind of talk through that and work through that. So it's not as scary to make mistakes. I mean, obviously I don't want to make big mistakes that harm someone or we have to go to the ER or I fuck with their head too much or whatever, but I'm really not afraid to fuck up. And I think it has been a, ama- I have learned so many things because I'm like, well, I, eventually I'm going to fuck up. It is just, that is the boogie way. It is going to happen, so I'm not... Well, you learn from your mistakes. Yeah. So I think that maybe a lot of people, they 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 have that fear of judgment of making a mistake because, of course, a lot of us, when we were younger or bad relationships, there was a lot of judgments, and that judgment feels horrible. It's It's an icky feeling to have someone look down their nose at you and be like, oh, you suck. It's humiliating. I it mean, is humiliating. I, how many instances can I name off in the schoolyard when I was a kid of that absolutely terrible feeling that all your classmates are laughing at you and have now given you a nickname and you're going to have that nickname for the rest of your life. And that scars you and you never want to fuck up again after that. Sure, sure. 
For me, it's um, whether I'm bottoming or topping, it's just a fear of not living up to someone's expectations. <laughs> I'm worried yes. that as a bottom or a top, I won't meet someone's expectations and they'll never want to talk to me again or never want to play with me again or won't understand that I'm still learning, you know. That's yes. my fear. That is so that is anti-love so, lab. It is anti-love lab, but it's it's very much the way most of us live our lives. Um, I... This is really funny. I recently, in the last like week and a half, had a, had a very, um, I don't know how to put it, like a a very profound realization that came about from something really lame that didn't have that much to do with with anything. But I was talking to Creative Explorer about it and telling him the the very uh, unusual and dark path that this realization led me led me down, and it was uh, difficult to talk about. And I thought I would never talk about this to anybody but him because it it was so humiliating to me. But there's something about the relationship that he and I have developed that I I trust him. He'll he'll never do that. He'll never uh, laugh at me. He'll never. Uh, he will look at whatever I tell him or basically anything that's presented to him in a very uh, pragmatic way. And when you look at things that way, I guess it doesn't really allow for any kind of ridicule or humiliation. So um, I remember thinking after we talked, which was actually yesterday, I don't actually feel that way anywhere else in, in life that I feel comfortable enough in divulging or showing sides of me that aren't going to be that, that flattering. Certainly not in kink. And it's true, whether I'm topping or bottoming, I feel insecure and I'm, I'm a cons- very much concerned that whoever I'm playing with is, n- is not going to be satisfied and they're not going to think that I'm doing a good job. Um, and maybe that's why with Creative Explorer, we I have been able to go further than anyone else because that trust is there. I wish I were able uh, to do that, maybe like you, not without that trust having to be present before I move forward. I wish I had that kind of Teflon around me or that that kind of stuff didn't bother me, but unfortunately I don't. I don't know that I've ever been able to find a way to... Uh, I don't know that I will ever be able to find a path toward that kind of... of Being. Uh, yeah. I think humiliate. I mean, I'm not saying I'm covered with Teflon. I mean, things still hurt, but I, I've seen so much evidence, so many examples of... And that goes back to the whole thing about insecurity. It is completely normal. If you have ever been insecure... Those programmings are going to affect you possibly for the rest of your life. Yeah. It doesn't mean you failed. It doesn't mean you've gone backwards just because you think you're doing good and then all of a sudden this insecurity comes because it can come from any new place. It can be re-triggered by any new thing. So the fact that you have that feeling doesn't mean because I've heard a lot of people like, oh, my God, I thought I was over this and now I'm back. And we it, and we've actually talked about that. Sure. I remember this very specifically that you you're we're not we're at the mercy of our of our emotions and like you I just thought about that when you mentioned that you can't we can afterwards uh like <laughs> so we're just like I was telling him when this thing hit me um I I engaged my logical mind and literally talked to myself in my head and said to my logical self get me out of this thing because I do not like being uh, a passenger on this fucking uh, out of control train that is my emotions. Sure. Um, yeah. Maybe the the answer is not necessarily to like you say 
uh, you're not made out of Teflon or my own version of that, which is only to tell Creative Explorer because I feel like I can trust him. But maybe it is just to walk right through that feeling of humiliation and come out the other end. It's a start. Yeah, because you're the driver. It's just, I mean, it's the same thing with mint chip driving the bus or anything driving the bus. (laughs) There is, I love there, some of the stuff you say. If you haven't listened to the show, you don't know what the you hell you gotta go. he's talking about. What, what I'm saying is is there are many parts of you, and there are many personalities of you, and some of those are very, very insecure and fearful and trying to protect you, but they're not logical. They don't understand the evidence. They don't ever default to that. So those are the crazy voices. If you let those voices drive the bus, then then you're not going to ever try anything new. You're not. You're always going to pr- try to protect yourself from that humiliation, right. from that disappointment, from not meeting those expectations. And those are okay. You're never going to get rid of those parts of your mind. But what you can do is not let them drive the fucking bus or drive the train, however you... However, you can put the logical person and say, I understand you're all on this goddamn bus. And I understand that you're like fucking nuts. But guess what? We're still going to go. And you can bitch and moan and whatever. You just got to sit back there. And when you approach your insecurities and fears like that, you have a much better chance of navigating your way through them and finding out that you are okay even if you fail. You are okay even if you're not as good as you'd like to be. That it's still okay because if you give up, you've already failed. You have already chosen failure you, because you're not even going to try. You're not even going to do it. You're not even going to put out your, your – for, I can look at so many people in this room right now that are artistically putting their ass on the line and learning new skills and studying for med schools and, and throwing fucking hatchets and all of the shit that, that, that <laughs> there's parts of our brain that says this, is, this could go bad. I could fail. But, but – you try anyway, and then you get the magic. Or you fail, and then you try something different. But if you just if you let those insecurities run that relationship, you failed already because now you'll never experience anything new. Right. So you know he bring he's bringing up two things that no no big surprise are not just kink related, but you encounter in every area of your life. I like it. There's, I mean, literally, there's. I had pages and pages of notes. Like I and said, we went off. If, if this guy, <laughs> if this guy could put this, or I don't even know who this is, um, whoever they are, person, uh, if they could put this into four easy to digest uh, posts, <laughs> we would probably talk about more because it really was good stuff. And you are going to post that on our FetLife page. It is all. It was already there. Oh my two weeks god, ago. you are so good. Yes, we you said we were going to so step it good. up. And because of that, I get to write write more jingles. <laughs> God damn it! Oh wait, what's, I gotta oh, look now jingles. at the thing. Okay, wait. Oh, put it in box, bitch. What you gotta say? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know, Thank bitch. You. What you gotta say? Bitch, what you gotta say? <laughs> That's it. That's going to make people write in even more. I don't know why. I just like adding (laughs) fucked up little noises at the end. You do. What was one where you had... I'm just sitting where Unger's sitting in front of that computer all day, just going, I got I got I gotta come up with some magic. I got Uh, okay. What's gonna really bring this home? Oh boogie. 
See, I'm not afraid to fail, Maybe Kathy. Maybe you should be afraid to fail. You should have a little more fear, Boogie. <laughs> I think I should call him more often. You should. You should. You fear should. is a good thing in this case. God damn it. Okay. So we actually had a, a new Patreon supporter right. who gave us permission to use his name. His name is John. Huh? And uh, I, as I've said many times, when, when someone uh, ri- gives us some money on Patreon, I usually... We'll email them and ask them if we can mention their name and, and if all that's okay. So in, in a response to my email, he said, Ladies and gentlemen, it was not a gift, but an investment. It is my pleasure. And the only thought regarding a shout out is that maybe the more people hear that others are donating to the cause, the more will step up and help out also. The podcast is entertaining, certainly, and stimulating at times, but it is educational also, which is, in my opinion, the biggest plus. I have learned a lot from the podcast and your guests and have all kinds of questions for myself. And I have a request. Since I have only about 40 podcasts to go before I am caught up. PB Zam. How about starting to do three to four podcasts per week? <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. We are very fuck. Fuck, 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 fuck. Right in our virgin butts. I'm going to say no. Yeah. I'm going to say one is good. Right on. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, my God. It just is. Yeah, I bought my. For- I did buy my Powerball lottery ticket today. And, Kathy. If you if you if won I, the lottery, we would then do three I will, to four I would hire you to be the perverted <laughs> podcast producer. That would be your only job in the world. Oh, good We Lord. would have our place. And yeah, we'd probably do some more. Yeah, uh, some more. So if you um, know the people at Powerball, yeah. and you can maybe put in a put good some word. put some sticky on some of the balls, put some stank on them, some ball. stank, <laughs> some Powerball stank. Why does that just sound like a That's bad so date? Yeah, that that just bad. sounds. I met this guy. He had Powerball stank. It was. Yeah. It was absolutely awful. <laughs> Ew. It was, uh, he says, thank you all for everything you do. It was very nice. John, thank you so much for that. And thank you. being one of our Patreon supporters. We had a couple people come out, and we're, we'll, you'll get the permission. Uh, that We had a couple more that I have that sent out permissions. And, yes. uh, and so it really is. It really has been good, and, and I'll talk about some of my insecurities based on some of the letters that came with uh, uh, uh. those. But it's pretty good. Pretty good. Thank you very much, Dad. Oh, when you find your love life waning and you might need some... I'm explaining come to us for some fucking advice you just added that i like you know one of my favorite it's for, i don't know what it is but at the end of one of them you went that was mute i don't remember what that was just got that you remember that? I do. I did that on I did that on the radio. We we're not supposed to do that because uh, yeah, I remember Sluggo really thought that bad, was funny. Bad boogie. <laughs> oh my god. Ah. All right, BC wrote to us and says, "Hello, Boogie, Kathy Unger, Dell, and more." Dell, you got like Dell's like Del. a regular now. He is a regular. Thank you very much. <laughs> First off, I love the show. I'm sad that I only found out about it within the past year or so. I would have loved to listen and learn from your antics, advice, and opinions when I first joined the BDSM community. Boogie, we have antics. We have antics. That we have a plethora (laughs) of antics. (laughs) So, hey, I'm just going to give a little bit of a backstory. He attends a local munch. Um, He talks a little bit about that. He says, two weeks ago... I heard from one of the hosts that there is a creepazoid in our midst, a guy who has brought newbies to the munch under the pretext of being well-established and knowledgeable about BDSM and the kink community. 
Um, he gives examples. This guy claims to be old guard, even though no one who's established knows about him. He claims to teach classes, even though nobody has taken te- his classes. He teaches classes at the Munch. Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. And they're like, no, we don't. We don't, we don't do classes, classes at the Munch. Yeah. Nice. That's <laughs> smart. <laughs> so he says, it seems clear to the hosts and the rest of us that he is using predatory tactics to manipulate people and get what he wants. The hosts have now had permission to make this guy leave the next time he comes. But even so, I'm irritated and angry that someone like this is active nearby and is preying on newbies using our munch to support his lies and predatory inclinations. So my question to all of you is this. How can we as a community deal with someone who we all know is targeting move, targeting newbies? Uh, how can we make sure that people who do this don't have an easy time if they come to our events and try to prey on people? In other words, how can we defend ourselves and newcomers against the onslaught of Sir Domly Dom McLeatherpants and his dastardly cretinous hordes? <laughs> Critness. Critness. Why'd you look at me? Why'd you look at me? Well, if there's no blood, it's not good anal. Oh my God. That wasn't mine. (laughs) All right, first, I got to raise my hand. I'm going to make some clarity. Okay, I'm calling on you. I got to make thank you, thank you, Kathy, for calling on me and everyone here. Okay. Everyone here, all chair people and stuff, mad a minute, taking the minutes and things like that. All right, I just got to sound like I just got to say something here. Redneck, huh? Trailer trash. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, go ahead. It's truthy. Please um, don't. Let's okay. Not in that voice. <laughs> okay, so first off, I am a predator of newbies. Uh, I am interested in uh, going to places and having sex with people and having kinky play with people. That's why I came into this lifestyle is to meet people so I can play with them. And maybe have sex with them, but at least play with them. And then I came here to go to classes and make kinky friends and talk about things. My first priority is to prey upon every single person that I can prey upon. The difference is the difference between a predator and an ethical predator. And an ethical predator will say, hi, I am here with a sexual agenda and I am interested in dating you or playing with you. If you say no, then I will leave you the fuck alone. Or we'll talk and just be buddies and talk about movies or, you know, whatever. And I go into a different mode. So a lot of times when I hear, they're preying on newbies. Um, there's a couple things. You are absolutely right. If it is unethical and this person is lying about who they are and they are lying about that they are a teacher and they are lying about what they are doing to manipulate people into finding them attractive when they do not actually possess any of those qualities that they are lying about, that is absolutely unethical and that is somebody that you don't want uh, around. But there is another thing that, that often pisses me the fuck off which is, first off, what else are we here for? Some people, are, I guess, are here to talk about toll painting and count across stitch. Um, but most of us, including those new people, those frail, fragile, adult, consenting new people, they have come here also to find people to eventually play with and, and explore their kinky side. That's why it's called the BDSM lifestyle and not a four-square church. So... When I hear this, I'm very, yes, you absolutely have the right to kick anyone out of your uh, your group as you want if they are lying and misrepresenting the group in order to get with people. But 
I also hear a lot of people that are so protecting uh, new people in a way that if anybody approaches a new person and asks them to play, that they're called a creeper. And that's something that I've heard. I've been accused of myself. So this is touching a nerve with you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Are you an ethical predator too, JJ? Most tops are. Well, I wouldn't say most tops are ethical. No, most Okay, (laughs) you're right. No, only I am ethical. Oh, please. I am a nice guy. Oh, Lord have mercy. Go get the barf bucket. I am not a nice guy. (laughs) If you're expecting a nice guy, it is not with me. All right, so this this touched a nerve for you because you are a predator. You don't like being painted with the same brush. I don't, yeah, because, you know, there is a distinction between someone who's just going to be honest uh, about, yes, I'm here for play. That's what I'm here for. I'll tell you right up front, but I, I'm not going to force it on you. And if you reject me, I am not going to hound you. So that that is the difference between what my philosophy of being a prey. Because they have even descriptions, primal prey, primal predator. It even has it on FetLife. So a lot of people are into the being uh, uh, having a predator hunt them. They like that. That's their kink. Mm-hmm. So that, it doesn't that, necessarily make you a bad person if you are a predator. Jump, just jumping in quickly. That that's a different kind of. That, that's in scene itself. I don't think that usually manifests outside of play. The primal stuff. That it does. Be, well, it does. I, I okay. absolutely don't agree with you. I have literally walked up to people and talked to them for thirty seconds and said, "Do you like your hair pulled?" They said, "Yes." I pull their hair. They moan. Are we going to go play? Yes. 30 minutes later, they're... That's play. Yeah. But what I'm saying is you're still... It's a talk. If they would have said, no, I'm not into that, then obviously I'm not going to grab someone's hair. But it it is part of a personality, and a lot of people um, are attracted to that. That's what their fantasies are. Not all bottoms, not all switches are are like that, but there are people who don't want to be overly protected. Maybe they're naive and they need to learn things about predators and people that are going to do things unethical. But there's there's a line for that, too. Yes? I just wanted to interject and say I feel some of the responsibility here kind of falls on, I guess, the quote-unquote prey in this situation, like the newbies and stuff, because I feel it's kind of on them if they really want to, like, protect themselves and not, you know, end up playing with someone who's dangerous to vet and things like that and get to know someone first. And not everybody really wants to take the time to vet sure. someone and get to know someone. So it's kind of depends on the person. And if they really care, then they'll take the time to do it. And if they don't care, then they'll just go and play with whoever they want or whatever. And take your risks. Especially if you yeah. have a fear of missing out. You're like, I got to do it now. <laughs> yes. No, well, okay. So it sounds to me like we're talking about um, some extremes here. Sure. Right. You're talking about um, a person a bottom who uh or people in the community who feel that we need to create safe spaces for everybody that we have to be responsible for everybody else's safety and that these are precious precious people who have to be protected because they obviously can't take care of themselves right and for some i absolutely think yes there are some people that maybe shouldn't even be in this lifestyle because they are not emotionally sound enough to make good choices for themselves. Right. This is an adult lifestyle, but but it's not everybody. So and and we're getting off topic because th- that wasn't the question. The question that was asked is, what yeah, should we but, do? But there if there are some subtleties in all of this, and there sure. are, there are, it's a large it's a spectrum. 
So there are predators who are unethical, and then there are predators who are ethical. And But you're right. This specific post is talking about somebody who is clearly misrepresenting their position sure. in the community. They are out and out lying, and they are manipulating somebody else's uh, experience to get what they want out of them. Absolutely. And... Unfortunately, you don't uh, you don't have to be a fragile, precious little thing that has to be taken care of to be taken in by somebody like this, because this person is specifically using a munch to fool that other person into thinking they are a member of the community. And if that person is skilled enough in their lying ways, they're going to get what they want. They're a manipulator. With, yeah, they're going to convince. Exactly. And there are too many they're people. They're going to manipulate no matter what. So I think yeah. there's, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with, I have been a part of, I have sat people down in chairs that have had things said about them and talked to them face to face about it. I don't think there's anything wrong with a group leader or a party host, and we've done this at Threshold, and obviously we have a lot more work to do on these types of topics, but I don't think there's anything wrong with warning uh, potential people that, hey, this guy comes in and he's not very truthful. You have the right to tell anybody, anyway. I mean, whether it's true or false, you have the right to say whatever the hell you want. If it's not true, hopefully you'll be found out as a liar. But I think it's important as as a group leader and as a group community that sure we offer information. Hey, I've had some bad experiences with this person and I've seen them to be disingenuine proceed with caution. But then there's, you can also go to the level, which I've also seen in some people that they consider everyone who does not approach BDSM at their cautious level to be a predator. And I, I just, I don't agree with it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can say whatever you want. I mean, people talk shit about me all the time. Yeah, they do. All, all the, the time. time. All the time. <laughs> all the time. I, I know. I, I hear it. <laughs> JJ's like, all, all the, the time. time. Yeah, all the guys that I know as buddies are like, oh, yeah, people fucking hate you. <laughs> and they fucking, that's fine. Oh, don't worry. He talks about me, too. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody talks about JJ. Everyone loves sure JJ. They do. I've heard <laughs> so much trash talked about oh, him. Shit. You would not believe it. Oh, yeah. I What's up, Owl? Please. Oh, I didn't have... Well, I mean, I guess I could say maybe, like, to answer his question, things that you could do is maybe try to emphasize the importance of vetting and things like that. I think that's good advice. That's one thing he... He, he right? He, he or so. it, he, person. Person. That's one thing they could do is, mm-hmm. you know, maybe teach the importance of vetting and things like right. that. But I will say that there there is... Some, Everybody who runs a munch or runs any kind of event um, is going to decide for themselves the level of responsibility they take on themselves when it comes to the people attending their event. All right. And some some people are, like you say, are going to go overboard and protect them like a mother hen. Everybody that walks through the door and others are going to be like, well, you're on your fucking own. I'm not your mom. But. I will say that if I ran a munch and I do uh, know people who run munches and feel this very same way, they're not going to run around protecting you. But if a person continues to do it, they do it blatantly, they, they do it over and over and over again, they will step in at some point and say, you have proven yourself to be unethical and you are no longer welcome here. And that, that it sounds like that's what's happening here. Sure is that that person is, um, uh, has become a menace. And it even says, he even says at some point that the, the people who run this much have been given permission now to get rid of this guy, which means that they've discussed it. It, it is not a knee-jerk reaction. So 
I think that everything that we've discussed in terms of these spectrums where you can go from one end to the other, there is a much more balanced middle ground that can happen. It certainly sounds to me like that's what happened here. And that is absolutely what I would recommend. His question or this person's question is how do we stop people from preying on other people? You're not you can't. No. It's not your responsibility. There is some responsibility that is on you, particularly if you run any kind of kink event. And that is that you have to decide for yourself or you, the people who run it in a group, have to decide for yourselves at what point you step in. There Thank is you. a point beyond which it becomes blatant enough or there is reason enough that you may feel it's time to step in and we're not going to allow it. You can go do your own thing and you can believe them if you want, but you're not going to do it at our event. And I think there's absolutely, and I've had other people from other events uh, contact me and say, hey, we kicked this person out for this. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um we we can get into all sorts of discussions about what the rules are for, you know, talking to people who have done things outside of our parties or events or whatever. And we have policies and procedures for that. But I think if you share information um, and then, like Al said, and this is something that we want to work on a lot more with Threshold, is how do we offer better information to new people? How do we how do we give them the option because I like it when it's an option instead of forcing people, but give them the option to discover more information about how the lifestyle works and to get experience and to find people who don't have a sexual agenda with them to maybe give them a type of mentorship or, you know, give them if they need and want that. I think we need more options for new people. Absolutely. And we have. We have the welcome wagon here uh, that, that we still do. And but there's always obviously there's always more that can be offered. But I just don't I just I I I have a real problem when we cast a net over everyone and yeah. say nobody because they're adults. Yeah. You know, and, and just because someone's new doesn't mean that they aren't self advocating and it doesn't mean that they're not capable of self advocating for themselves and it doesn't mean that they're not able to vet for themselves. And so if we treat everyone like they're fragile, that's kind of insulting in, in some cases. Right. Good You're question. holding them yeah. small. Yeah. Hold, yeah. I, I literally, we have a play partner that's like everyone, because they're very shy and they look very timid, everyone like has these total giddy, kitty gloves. And this person is fucking the most depraved motherfucker <laughs> that you could lay hands on. And they're amazing. And they're like... People talk to me like I'm a I'm a China doll, and it's kind of annoying. And I'm like, "Well, honey, don't worry. <laughs> I Daddy's don't feel here. <laughs> Bend over. <laughs> Bend over. Oh my Give God. me a needle, yeah. Boogie. What? You, Mister Ethical Predator. Yeah. Uh huh. Whatever. You whatever. Go. Whatever. What? You know what? Don't you whatever me. I'm done with this show. I'm done. That is our show. Uh, thank you, uh, Threshold, at least for the time being, providing this perverted playground for us to record in. If you are interested in Threshold, our member of Threshold want to know what's going on, be sure to tune into Perverted Podcast every week where we will give you the Threshold update. Thank you to everybody who was in the Love Lab tonight, especially Unger and everybody in the chat room, Woo! which we didn't even check into. Thank you, Dell and Al, for being here in the audience and contributing to everything we have to say. Yay! Woo! 
Thank you, JJ, for guest hosting. No problem. Woo! And most especially, thank you so much, John, for being one of our Patreon supporters. If you have questions, comments, or ideas, either email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com or call us at 424-226-2037. And please don't forget to visit pervertedpodcast.com. And I am going to check that voicemail today. Boogie! (laughs) How many weeks has it been? A few. I'm going to check it. I'm going to check it. You need to just give it to me. Tell me how to do it. I'll give it to you, Kathy. You bend over right now. I'll give it to you. As long as you're giving me the instructions to get retrieved. Will you bend over? Can I tell you the instructions and like whisper them in your ear while you're bent over? You know what? Can I? Can I? Can I? I love the perverted podcast audience, but not that much. I'm sorry. Can I? Can I? Can I? What if it's for the show, Kathy? No. No, I won't do that because you could just turn that right back around me. And go, let me whack your balls with a... With a you know wet you can, rag or something. You can j- Ow! <laughs> You're a meanie pants. <laughs> Both of you. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> well, Creative Explorer won't let me do it to him anymore. So I need somebody, Boogie. Can I whack your balls? Unger, Unger, Unger. You need to look. He's just like no. Unger, what is up with your hair? You look like you just got out of bed. He's unemployed. <laughs> This he is, did just this is unemployed. <laughs> this, is, this is the unemployed This is, dude. oh, the fuck fairy <laughs> left with my paycheck. There are no fucks to give. Yeah, actually, well, I took a shower last night, and I've just been working around the house today, so I didn't oh. really do anything. So I just said, you should put your hair up in a bandana when you're working around the house, Unger. <laughs> the, oh, he just Why? gave me Like a green. It'd like be a, purple, probably. A purple bandana. <laughs> It's starting up again. It's on loop. Well, I guess we'll see you guys for show 192 next week. Woohoo! Not green. I wait like a patient before the scalpel. I listen for footsteps inside my bathroom stall. My eagerness swells up. Sickness is my pride. My secret is well kept. Shows us